0: Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phenomenal Disabilities with Tree Low. And today's guest, she'll be actually performing for us and also talking about her life and uh, career and also in the world of disability itself. Guest, introduce yourself.
1: Hi, my name is Irina Rifkin or Irina Rifkin. And it's great to be here. Thank you so much, Tree, for for um, creating this program.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I, Irina, I want to be able to talk to you about your life and your career. Um, can you kind of give the world uh, a little bit about who you are, as far as your uh, your your life and career, and whatnot? Maybe just start off with your career. What what type of career field are you in? Uh, so I'm actually um,
1: I'm a counselor at a community college um, in Oakland, and. Um, I have some disabilities, so because of my disabilities, I've actually been working remotely since the pandemic started. So um, since March 11th of 2020. And um, I'm a counselor for uh, students with disabilities, as Uh well as a general counselor. And then in addition to that, I'm also separate from my work at the college. I'm also a senior songwriter and live looping artist, although I do not make a living at the senior songwriting and life me. I used to tour, but even when I was touring I wasn't making a living at it either.
0: Right, right. I I think that's generally how we normally start or just like we we do what we love and we uh, take career jobs that pays the you know, the big chunk of the bills and do our our passion our, you know, our, of our, our our creative passion. Uh mean, sometimes it, you know, it depends, you know, uh you know if it's, you make a big load of money or you just do it for the love of it you know I, mean, I I find you do for both you know you know um yeah I want to be able to uh talk to you more about you your life and yeah, actually you know matter of fact seguing back into the whole aspect of COVID um since we've been through the whole entire pandemic how have you adjusted through that Um, So actually,
1: it wasn't that hard for me to adjust because I have a disability that made the public world mostly inaccessible to me. And so, um, and actually, I had stopped touring uh, way before um, the pandemic started because of disability-related reasons. Um, And uh, I was a doing my, um, I'm actually, my work at the college is actually my passion, in fact, right now I feel like it's more of a central part of my life than the music, uh, because I really love making a difference in students' lives, and I had this conflict within myself in that I loved my work, I loved my job, I loved connecting with students, and I loved counseling students, and at the same time, I was often sick, probably about 20 hours a week, uh, of just being ill from work exposures because I have severe chemical sensitivities. So, for example, someone's perfume, not just perfume, because they asked all the students I meet with to not wear perfume, but even someone's laundry products or the cleaning products used by the college um, or hairspray or lotion, like all of that could cause reactions for days and days. And so um, It was really a challenge. And in fact, my chemical sensitivity was getting worse and worse and worse. And I also have asthma and um, triggered by the environmental exposures. And the accommodations were not really there. Like there was partial accommodations in terms of asking folks to not wear fragrances. But the problem is that the products, the chemicals that impact me are so embedded in everyday products that is, um, you know, um, promoted by the corporations and kind of put into everything, almost everything that that it was really hard to avoid. And so once the pandemic started, um, the accommodation that I had been seeking for years unsuccessfully suddenly became available to everybody with or without disabilities. And so something that was impossible, some some somehow became not only possible but required for every single counselor throughout the whole district i was working right so So, um it actually wasn't a hard transition because i really appreciated not having the exposures that made me sick all the time and i found that i was more effective as a counselor more uh, focused um i also didn't have to negotiate my breathing space and it's just so difficult, especially since the fragrance products are so central to so many people that it's it's really a difficult thing to negotiate. Like, what do you wear on your body when right. you're around me? Right. And so, right. not having to deal with that and just being able to focus on being of service um, without having to negotiate my breathing was just a, a, a breath of fresh air. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um like I am just curious like uh you know because you mentioned about uh, many of the products uh that are embedded in a lot of the, the the things that we use um I was kind of wondering like uh because of the masks that are provided for us, have you found that it's been um accommodating because of less fragrance or is still an issue for you, or you know how do you work around that?
1: So unfortunately, the masks that I can really tolerate don't um, really cut out the, they help a little bit, but even like an N95 or an N99 mask, it doesn't cut out the vapors. And so the chemicals still can go through it. It it helps with particulates, but the things that really impact me the most are not really cut by the um, mask, or maybe it just delays, like maybe for a few seconds. Right, Um, right, right. So, for example, I found like if I'm going on a hike and there's someone 20 feet away um, that, you know, that I'm running away from and I have the mask on, it helps. Like, let's say I'm a, I'm having a reaction to their gain or Tide detergent and it helps for that 10 seconds as I'm running away. But in terms of being in a room with somebody who has the product, um, that the mask doesn't really work uh, enough to to uh, Cut that down enough.
0: Yeah, I, I tend to agree about the mask. I I, I find myself, uh, you call it, although although I wear the N95, I also wear like a I'll double mask. I, I'll wear like a, a cloth mask over that. It seems like I have some more barrier, but it's still, you know, it's still what it is what it is. You know, I I've been in classrooms where uh, students are were are too per- perfuming. You're like going, whoa, I can smell that <laughs> the mask. Wow. <laughs> But you know, uh, you know, uh, it, it 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 is it's it's interesting how um you know different various disabilities how we deal with things or just like you said with your you know um in your condition um how it just reacts to you I did, I never knew that you know and just find it interesting the um you know educational to be honest with you I never I never I uh, wouldn't even have thought that everyone had that type of uh, medical condition or heard about that. And and I think it's,
1: you know, it's there's some aspects of the pandemic that have been difficult in that, um, like I, I was already somewhat isolated, right. but um, because of also being at higher risk of COVID complications and higher risk of long COVID. Um, and then in addition to that, my partner has, um, um, smouldering myeloma, early stage bone marrow cancer, and is at actually an m- even higher risk. Um, I think her oncologist said between 20 and 40 percent mortality risk. So even if I like I, I need to, to do the, dis- the physical distancing to protect myself, but I even need to do it even more to protect her. And in a way, the fact that we both have the disabilities that makes us both have to self-isolate, makes right. it easier for us because at least we have each other.
0: Right, 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 right. Um, you know, it's interesting, uh, you know, I, 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 it's interesting watching how we all go through our different various disabilities, how we make those adjustments um, and or um, how we, like, listening to you, how you had to negotiate um, so many, you know, workarounds and sometimes it's not always a guarantee um you know I, I, I like to hear what you're saying what you how you've navigated the best that you can and even like now you're like going, you know what I love the fact that I can work from home this is amazing you know wish we you know we could do this more often you know I and I look at this also too and a lot of these businesses now they're actually looking at at being more of an option of you know allowing more employees to work from home, which I think is just much more uh, wiser, you know.
1: I agree. Yes.
0: I mean, I think it's it, it. I think honestly, it, it reduces. Although I do like being around people at times. There's my times where my disability says no, no. But there are times, you know, like I said, it's great that. It reduces down the conflict in the workplace um, and you're able to get things more prioritized, get things done. And you're not having to sit and listen to somebody's story over the week and what they did <laughs> and, you know, in the office and stuff. Although some of it's entertaining, but you know, I wonder what your experiences was in the office and, 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 and on that sense.
1: Well, um, so I, I haven't been in the office since March... 10th, I believe. Um, actually, Maybe before. Yeah. Before. yes. Yeah. So the whole college went remote on the 10th and I had an accommodation to start a, a couple of days before that. But um, I, I think the hardest thing was actually there was um, a variety in terms of reactions to my disability and the access needs right. because I've had some co-workers who were very resistant, like even the sense of like even one co-worker who um, made a joke that when I when when she when I shared how one type of hand sanitizer that had the fragrances caught reactions for days and the other one did not, kind of joked that if she didn't want to talk to me, she was gonna use the fragranced one. And like that felt really really hurtful. And even though it was a quote joke. um, And um, and at the same time, I also had coworkers who were very supportive. So it really varied. Um, I think the hardest thing also was when accommodation attempts were made and right. then I still had reactions. Um, right. And it was better than if the accommodations attempts were not made at all, because then the reactions would have been even more severe. But it was, it's just difficult because then someone feels like, well, we tried, we tried. And then you're still like what use, you know? So um, it's, it, it's, it was very difficult. Um, I think on an interpersonal level, it was difficult because I can't control my physical situ Like, I can't control the physical reactions. And I know that people don't mean to cause those. Right. And so it's difficult because then I'm also having to negotiate, like having to deal with the physical, like getting sick. And then also wanting to take care of the other person's feelings who maybe caused some did something that then, you know, caused the, uh, reaction. Um, so it was, that, that was difficult. That was really difficult. And I'm so glad to not, you know, have that be happening. I do miss being around people in the same room, but then I've also adapted because I feel like on, um, you know, through the screen, I feel like there's still a lot of connection.
0: Exactly. 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 Would you uh, would you say that you've noticed that your the students that you counsel have um, improved? You know, uh, 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 just being able to, uh, uh, you know, there's so much changing with kids in school. You know, they're learning to navigate, dealing with each other, and just being finding their authentic self or who they are. A self individualism. Have you found that since we've been under COVID that they've been much more open, more, 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 more more like, you know, energetic, more, you know, lively, or is combination of both still, you know, still just a transition?
1: Well, I think it really varies from person to person. So I've had some students, who found also like who were having access issues in the in-person environment and the online environment helped really address that. And so the opportunities became expanded in that area, although sadly, some of the opportunities are actually contracting in that area. So some students really have thrived and then some students have really been negatively affected by the pandemic um, because of you know some of the economic challenges that, that have happened, some students have long COVID mm-hmm. um, as a result of you know exposure. Some have had jobs where they don't have the option or even like an opportunity to work remotely and have had the exposure. So it really varies. And then also.
0: Um, Some are extroverts, you know, some are introverts, some are extroverts, so it it all all varies from all that, you know.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes,
0: and so, you know,
1: what I've noticed is that some disabilities, like going remote really is great, and then for some disabilities, um, there's certain classes that don't work as well uh, remotely for specific disabilities, whereas some work better remotely for specific disabilities, so it really varies.
0: Right, 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 right. Um, I, you know, I want to actually segue into some questions on, uh, you know, what are the challenges did you experience navigating with your disability from your childhood to adulthood?
1: Um, so I, th- this is something that was adult onset, and it was very gradual. Um, I actually, even before the chemical sensitivities, a disability that I experienced was um, my facial thoracic outlet syndrome with my arms and hands. So that's actually been since the age of 21. Um, I'm 50 now, um, so almost 30. Great, you look great. You look great. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Um, but it's been really um, like that was kind of the one that was affecting me the most, and it's still something I struggle with. I still have the hand disabilities, um, and um, so that that has been a kind of a, an adjustment. But with the chemical sensitivities, it, it happened gradually. Like, and the more I got exposed, the worse they became. Um, so I um, like the, with the hand disabilities, I could deal with so much. And then when the other disability kind of started to increase, it became harder to navigate the world. Um, as a musician, the hand disability was difficult because I couldn't drive myself w- during the tours. I couldn't carry my own gear. Um, and then also as a musician with the hand disabilities, I can only p- play piano so much. Right. Um so the live looping actually helped with that because with the live looping, I can play piano a little bit and it loops it, and then you know I, I don't have to use my hands as much.
0: Oh wow! Brilliant, 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 brilliant! Very very uh, crafty, very very a uh, quick quick thought, quick thinking as you say, you know. <laughs> um, I, you know I want to clear be able to talk to you about uh, you know. I know you said your disabilities happen as an adult. Um, I was thinking, you know, like what? How has your family navigated with adjusting with your disability? You know, and uh, was there any stressful times and um, for them to process through everything? Or
1: uh, yes, I mean, um, I think that that has been a little bit difficult in that. Um, uh, like, my mother kind of thought negatively of my disability, like in the sense of, like, um, she even had one point mentioned, like, said something about, like, how somebody wouldn't want me because of my disability, or, oh, it's so good that you found so-and-so, like, because, um, because or, you know, like, when I was, there was, there was a little bit of challenge around that, because there is a lot of ableism that my, my mother had kind of kind of projected
0: me right right Um, and
1: at the same time i know that she has a good heart
0: right right i I think a a lot of you know that's the that's that's a i love that you actually brought that up because a lot of families don't know how to um remove that ableism persona and they they i think they've gotten so used to because of so many years of that we've actually uh haven't got used to hearing that from other you know communities and folks and stuff that it's become normalized behavior and it shouldn't um whereas it be you know uh, it's funny how people will think oh well you know oh well, you're just being too soft on that person or you're just being too you know too feeling it's like well we're supposed to be feeling you know <laughs> and understanding and and work with each other rather than just being selective of who gets that you know, validation or not even just validation, but just understanding, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, and it is difficult, but at the same time, you know, um, there have been times that she's been supportive, but there is a little bit of anxiety on her part around, like, that something bad is going to happen because of my disability. Like, for example, there was a time that there was a lot of fires and I had to miss a week or two of work. This was before remote work was available and because of the smoke condition. And she kind of said, oh no, you're going to lose your job, like over one or two weeks of um, having to take sick leave because the environment wasn't accessible. Um, And so I think there's a lot of her own fears which have kind of come into that. Um, I was born in Russia, and um, I think there's a lot of ableism in Russia as well. and with a chemical sensitivity, I think that's been harder for her. Um, like, I think she doesn't quite understand. Like, uh, my, uh, it was very sad at my father's funeral. My father sadly passed away in uh, the end of 2017. I and of I asked, um, thank you. And I asked, you know, my mom about, you know, if, if it's possible to let people know about the fragrance sensitivity. And she didn't want to let people know and then um and she agreed that like the people i would be sitting right with like the the close family members uh wouldn't wear perfume um but um you know it was i I ended up getting really really sick at the um at the funeral and um and then i had to run away from like people would be coming towards me and then i would get sick because of, of the fragrance um and so it was it was really difficult, and at the same time, I knew that she was going through a lot more than me because she lost her husband. So I didn't really push it. I just kind of just try to withstand and um, just kind of do like do what I could on my own in terms of changing where I stand. Right. Um, and at the same time, I ended up getting sick for days after that, and it it was. It it was difficult because I felt like during this painful time there was also this disconnection.
0: Right. Um, right, 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 right. I, and I, was, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm no, no, just, just, just agreeing with you. I'm so sorry. Go on ahead. And um, I mean, right
1: now it's actually easier because we're you know we're only talking on the phone. Uh, we're not, you know, I haven't seen seen her since um, before the pandemic. Because I haven't seen anybody. I mean, I haven't really gotten together with people. Like, like I haven't been breathed within six feet of anyone but my partner and a medical or dental provider since March of 2020. Um, so that means I haven't seen my mom. I haven't seen other people. Um, and in that, that means I have not had to negotiate the fragrance sensitivities with other people
0: as well. Right, 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 right. Wow. Uh, you know its, it's you know it's, I actually found it interesting that how um, disability uh, is not uh, a strong awareness in many countries. It's like when you mentioned Russia, uh, Africa, you know, we got uh, so many other countries that um, were, you know, rights are not as as you know, uh, are not into law. You know, like they are in America, you know, and even with the laws that we have in the United States, we still find ourselves still fighting for our rights. Um, You know, and I just wonder what you feel about that, especially just the whole overall, how every country is still fighting to this day. What can we do to better be on the same page? You know, what what is your what is your opinion on that?
1: Well, I think that disability rights and disability justice would be important, you know, all over the world. And and at, at the same time, I feel like there's still a lot of work to be done right here in, the, in terms of like a lot of progress that still needs to be made right here. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in terms of like both both as a person with a disability and also as a counselor for students with disabilities who are still facing access challenges and both physical and attitudinal attitudinal barriers from others that that could impact you know how, how safe they feel and how um, inclusive the environment is some folks are really wonderful and inclusive and some you have like you have to fight you know you have right. to fight for right.
0: right 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 yeah uh, you know I and you know, I wanted to ask you um, and I know you discussed about like your employment and whatnot um, you know I I wanted to know about, like, um, can you tell us about the ongoing challenges bes- that you tackle with daily besides, um, 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 on what we, what we just discussed about? Was there any other topics that you like to tell the world about that you deal with within your whole entire, um, um, uh, world,
1: well, um, so one of the challenges is also accessing medical and dental care, mm-hmm. and this is something that I experienced as a challenge before the pandemic because of the fragrance-free requirement, um, and so many places were not accessible. And then, um, then also when the pandemic, I actually had finally found a dentist who was fragrance-free, and the office was fragrance-free, but then I I couldn't go because. The, the dentist had chosen not to be vaccinated. And because of the higher risk factor, that wasn't really an option to go you know, to, to a dentist who wasn't vaccinated. And so then I had to, I called 20 other dent, like I called dentist after dentist after dentist, and um, they couldn't accommodate my disability. And then I did finally found one that could, yeah. um, at least partially, but then in order to have an appointment, I have to, like, The appointment has to be like three or four months in advance. So I'm having tooth pain right now and I have to wait till November for the appointment that will meet the access needs, which is the the room with a closing door and opening window. Um, And um, so it is a challenge, like the medical access, um, medical access, dental access. um, So I think that there could also be some improvements in that area as well. And at the same time, I feel really grateful. Like, I really feel grateful that there is access at my job because of working remotely. And I feel so inspired by being able to make a positive difference in students' lives every day and to not have the access barriers while I'm helping students fight against access barriers.
0: Right, right, right. You know, I'm sure that you have so many young pupils uh, that are just so... Um, happy to to be able to talk to you and say hey, oh you know, or just you know just to see your face. And they're so used to you, and you lift them up. What is the biggest compliment that you've received from these young pupils? Well,
1: and the age has actually really varied. So, um, and I, um, I think. Just when somebody says, "I graduated because you, because of your support," or when somebody says, um, like they feel comfortable talking to me, or they feel more, like they they feel better after the session, I really feel inspired and happy. Um, and so, and I feel like, uh, like I get a lot of positive feedback from students, and it really feeds my soul to hear that I can make
0: a positive difference in their lives. Awesome! 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 Um, I wanted to ask you, like, um, did the negative hmm, did the negative impact of society um, help build your character or or add to another basically to another level, or maybe uh, create like a backslide of problems?
1: Well, so I think it's a combination because um, I've had times when I've really felt discouraged by the negative, you know, and the ableism and other challenges that I faced um, and at the same time it's also made me more resolute to fight against it and I feel like it also has made me more effective as an accessibility counselor because as somebody who's had to fight access barriers for myself, I feel like I'm able to be more creative as a counselor and in, in really thinking about various solutions and ways to address access barriers. And um, so it's you know it's been difficult. Like for example, I had a friend who um, uh, I used to consider chosen family, but no longer do. Um, who said something to the effect of that this self-isolating life that my partner and I are living, that it's my my, my partner had mentioned that she has a really high chance of dying if exposed to COVID, and the this uh, so-called friend said, well. Uh, you know, what kind of, you know, what kind of life is that anyway? Or is it really worth living that kind of life? And it's just, that was so discouraging. And at the same time, I feel strong enough in myself that I'm not going to say, I'm not going to question my, like, I'm happy with my life, even though I wish there were things in my life that I, that are not accessible to me. Like I wish I could be in spaces with others safely. And that's not possible at this time. And at the same time, um, like I, I, feel also like it, I feel like it inspired like the song, um, this song. This thing does not end for me. Like it, I think part of the reaction to what people have like the negative feedback that I've gotten about the life that we're living um, has also inspired the creativity around. Like yes, this we have so much to give. Like even if we're having to self isolate physically. You know, don't give up on us. We still have something to give. And, yeah. all, and all of us with people with disabilities, we have a lot to contribute as long as the access barriers are removed that, that are in the way and the attitudinal barriers,
0: too. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, I want to ask you, who was your, you know, was your biggest influence towards your dreams, um, you know, of dream, dreaming bigger in your life? Well, um, your friends, uh, your community that that pushed you along to where you're at, um, you know, cousins, uh, you know, uh, who who was it? Well, I think it's a
1: combination. I feel like my students are the most inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and just seeing the changes that happen, um, and like uh, persisting despite the challenges. Um, actually started a scholarship for the students called nevertheless we persist scholarship um to raise funds for the students who are kind of persisting above the barriers um and also there's a lot of musical artists that i've really admired um like i i got into music as a child i listened to music and also sang music in a family band Mm. but then um i never really got to choose the music like it was always my father's choice um there was a lot of control uh, of us as kids. And later, when I became an adult, um, I was inspired by artists such as Farron and Tracy Chapman and Indigo Girls. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was my dream to open up for them. Um, I did get to open up, do an open for Farron once, which was also a wonderful dream too. Um, I never did open them for the Indigo Girls, but, um, or for Tracy Chapman, but um, one can dream. Hey, you never <laughs> know, you never know. <laughs> Although it's much less likely to happen now than it was then, um, because I'm not touring anymore. I'm I'm not doing any um, in-person performances. I'm only right. doing virtual online streaming performances.
0: Right, 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 one right. One right. can dream. <laughs> um, you know, I wanted to ask you, um, what are your reflections from current... Um, Wife, and looking back from your childhood, or even as adulthood, you know, early adulthood to now, that you want to share with the world to uh, follow? Well,
1: I think is one thing
0: is that don't tell other people,
1: don't let other people tell you what your limitations are um, and what you can accomplish and what's possible. And if someone says something is impossible, don't take them at their word. Because sometimes you might get, especially like if an able-bodied person says this is impossible or that is impossible. um, No, uh, remember your own strengths and that um, your strengths are not based on somebody else's misconceptions about your um, your uh, disability.
0: There you go. There you go. Um, I want to ask. You know, I know you mentioned about the contributions that you're proud of. Um, you know, with the students and, and your, you know, um, being able to share your music with the world. I, you know, I have a question in regards to what I want you to tell the world. What is disability isn't in your eyes? What is disability isn't? Sometimes I would say disability isn't a a death sentence or disability isn't a stigma. What is it to you?
1: Um, so disability isn't. disability does not determine your potential and also disability isn't a tragedy Um, and uh, it can be challenging it can be painful and um, and at the same time also disability is not one type right so us people with disabilities we're all so diverse right we have such different experiences and so I feel like I can't really speak for other people with disabilities Um, and so I have I think I have a hard time like you know making a definitive statement but mostly I was going to say is that um, what others conceptions of disability is like uh, look inside like it's Inside yourself, um, the, that that is, they don't see what's inside you, they don't know your full potential, right? And so, they don't, somebody doesn't know my full potential, somebody doesn't know your full potential, and so they can't define what we are and what we can accomplish.
0: Well said, well said. Um, I, you know, I forgot to actually, you know, I normally do this at the very beginning of the show because of, um, you know, our, our um, you know, some of our listeners uh, who can't see us, um, I want to be able to describe uh, myself and I'll, I'll actually segue and hand the time back to you. Uh, I am wearing a colorful rust brown hair wrap with a multicolor black and white um, uh, scarf around my neck. I'm wearing a T-shirt with phenomenal disabilities on it and I have a neon purple and uh, the uh, light blue which says phenomenal disabilities with Tree low behind me with a microphone in purple and can you go ahead and describe to the world what you look like and what your background looks like
1: so I'm um, I'm wearing a t-shirt that says nevertheless we persist although you can't see it in this uh, view although you might be seeing it when I'm performing because um, you just see the, the very top of me um, and a uh, turquoise blue uh, sweater, and um, a short brown hair, and in my background is uh, a, a photo
0: of a lake. I love it. It's very beautiful. You look great, by the thank way. You. Thank you so much. You too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I want to be able to, actually you know what? I want the world to be able to hear your music. Can we hear your music? I know it's going to take a moment to get you situated, but go on ahead and... Mm-hmm. Take it on.
1: <laughs> Great, I'm going to go ahead and uh, mute myself and uh, stop my video for a minute while I'm setting up, and right, I'll see you. Thank you. Thank all you. right,
0: <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we have we are back on our show with phenomenal disabilities with trilo and here we have Arena Ripkins, and she's going to be performing her song. Arena, take it away and introduce your song.
1: Thank you so much. This song is called Distancing Does Not End For Me. And it's for all of those of us who continue to need to physical distance um, even after vaccination. Um, And uh, this is for those who um, also, um, you know, continue to uh, make a contribution from wherever you are. And um, I also wanted to mention that one benefit of live looping is that i'm being I'm creating an ensemble solo which also um, decreases the COVID risk because that means i can do it right here um so everything you're hearing is live Ooh. Distancing does not end, oh no, it does not end, no distancing does not end for me. But my heart, it still beats, and my heart, it still loves, and my heart, it still longs to be free. Distancing does not end, oh no, it does not end, no distancing does not end for me my heart, it still beats and my heart, it still loves and my heart, it still wants to be free. this night and for me. oh ho, ho, ho. But my heart it still beats and my heart it still loves and my heart it still wants to be free. I'm not sick of Zoom cause it keeps me connected. And through a screen I've got so much to give. Joining remote does not end oh no it does not end no distancing does not end for me oh ho, ho, my heart it still beats in my heart it still loves and my heart it still wants to be free her oncologist told her when you get the vaccine act like you didn't and keep isolating because with my alone It does not end, oh no, it does not end, no distance, it does not end, for me, Oh, oh, my heart, it still beats, and my heart, it still loves, and my heart, it still longs to be free, oh. No distance it does not oh, end oh, for me. Oh, oh, but my heart it still beats, and my heart it still loves, and my heart it still wants to be free. My heart is free. Distance does not end. Oh no. Does not end no distancing does not end for me oh ho, ho, but my heart oh, it still beats and my heart it still loves and my heart it still longs to be free. be free distancing does not end for me Woo! <laughs>
0: thank you thank you thank you so much i really enjoyed this oh my god uh you know what? Uh, you were sold freaking talented oh my god I was just watching you going wow look at her go and I, I I'm impressed by all every little thing you were doing with the, the the keyboard to all those instruments and you were dancing for a lot of our low vision uh uh listeners if you were saw her, she was dancing around and, and everything I just love it I just love it you're just so multi it was oh, unbelievable I love it thank you so much
1: well, thank you so much for this amazing, um, um, program and that you're that you've created with uh, phenomenal disabilities and all your amazing work and thank you so much for the opportunity um, to, to be part of this i wanted to also mention that the t-shirt i'm wearing nevertheless we persist that's actually a name of a scholarship that i'd started for uh, students at laney college who are part of student accessibility services and also other programs such as calworks and eops and students who are facing barriers such as um, such as ableism racism, homophobia, transphobia, and other challenges. And I do a uh, benefit usually about twice a year for the Nevertheless, We Persist scholarship with multiple artists. And it's the Nevertheless, We Persist virtual benefit concerts. And they're always on Zoom, always online.
0: Is, is there um, a website or, or uh, anywhere they can, uh, like a GoFundMe that they can support or to contribute to this program? Oh, yes,
1: it's a fundraise. Let's see, I, I don't have it right off the top of my head, but I can actually um, send it to you. And there's a um, okay. it's a, fund ra- it's a, a Peralta Scholars- Colleges Foundation, Nevertheless, We Persist Scholarship. And there's a specific page where um, the fundraising happens. It's the Fundraise, Nevertheless, We Persist Scholarship page. Okay. Um, and then also the benefit concerts are announced on that. The um, next one is going to be um, on my birthday, December 11th of 2022, um, yeah. and um, actually it's going to be around the weekend, like December 10th, 11th, around that time. And um, thank you so much for this uh, for, for this phenomenal disabilities program.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. I, you know, having people like you yourself on the show, being able to not only talk about who you are and showing the world your your talent your gifted talent i this this is so amazing to be able to have you live on the show to show the world and 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 it just takes my breath away i love it it excites me i just feel like me as an artist as well i'm like oh wow yes 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 <laughs> yeah
1: Thank you so much for sharing your talents um, and, and your uh, your creations as well. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Can, is there like a uh, follow page like on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube that people can follow you on to, to yeah. keep, keep updated with the music? Uh, to yes,
1: learn? yes. Um, YouTube.com slash Irina Rifkin. And then also. Um, Facebook.com slash Irina Rifkin, I R I N A R I V K I N. And on, on the Facebook pages where I announce uh, virtual benefit concerts as well. So um, th- those would be on there too. And uh, um, Do I, I don't really...
0: or anything Or, or, or uh, Instagram.
1: Um, I think I'm a little bit behind the times. I, I don't have don't, a TikTok. Don't worry, I, I, I just now figure it out myself. <laughs> <laughs> I did join Instagram just mostly to follow somebody else, but I don't actually post stuff on there. Um, and the same with Twitter. I, I may mostly read stuff on Twitter. I, I like post maybe like once a year on Twitter. So right. I would say the Facebook and the YouTube. And on YouTube, I actually put the, uh, um The uh, sometimes put sounds up on YouTube, and also the virtual benefit concerts. Sometimes I put those after the fact on YouTube as well.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Tree Low from Phenomenal Disabilities, and I want to thank Irina Ripkins for being on the show. This has been such an amazing, amazing journey right ride to be able to watch Irina, to be able to, uh, you know. Not only just listen to her, tell her story, but listen, you know, hear her music, watch her dance and just getting to her whole entire life of who she is as an artist. And I, you know, honestly, I, I, I it's exciting, it's, it's you know, it's, uh, you know, for me to be able to share this with everyone in the world. I hope it excites you all out there and gives you a little bit of a, you know, you know, a, a more of a encouragement to get out there to, you know, keep doing what we're doing. Be your authentic self. Never give up. Enjoy life and keep driving on. Until then, till next time, this is Tree Low from normal Disabilities. See ya.